Are you ready to run your short-term rental business like a super host? If so, look no further than Guesty for Hosts. Guesty for Hosts offers listing management for all three major OTAs, Airbnb, Booking.com, and Verbo. With Guesty for Hosts, you can create a branded direct booking website in minutes. I've been able to hit 61% direct bookings in my business and automate daily tasks such as communication with cleaners and communication with guests. Click the link in the show notes to get an additional $20 off your first month. Welcome to Live, Let, Thrive a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live, Let, Thrive. What is up, Micah, man? I'm chilling, Stevie Stacks. How you doing? Oh, good, man. Recovering from the COVID. I remember last week we joked around I might have it and actually had it. So so the first podcast, the last week's podcast we did, I was just like, man, you know, I was feeling, I told you I was feeling sick. And so I got tested and I had the COVID. And um, so I'm getting over it. I got uh, Today I just, just went this morning and got tested and negative. So it's gone. Still, still a little fatigued and stuff like that, but I'm getting back to the to the grind and uh enough about me how you been man man i'm good man just dealing with insurance crap and uh actually our current guest might actually be able to help me with it and actually gave me some good advice before the show so uh oh, cool that's about uh, it we got a great guest on this episode 211 211 of your favorite airbnb vrbo home away uber lift all that share economy fun stuff in the world coming at you from fort worth in arlington texas and our guest as you alluded to is mr doug mccarty how you doing doug good boys what's going on nice to be Uh, on here thank you thank you thanks for hopping on man you're a clubhouse legend uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah we know you from clubhouse man tell us a little about tell your tell our fans a little bit about yourself uh, my name is Doug McCarty. I've uh, been in the uh, real estate game for 32 years now. Um, basically started out in short-term rental business before it was even a thing, apparently. Uh, started getting into the campus housing, kind of what got me into the short-term side of it, you know, mid-term side of it. Uh, bought a few properties here and there on golf courses and uh, basically had a bunch of guys that liked to stay in my units uh, on the golf courses, which were weekend stays and that kind of stuff. And that's where I kind of learned the the short-term side of it and figured out that, you know, four weekends, I could make more than a monthly rent. And uh, we just started enhancing it from there and, and building the portfolio and uh, going towards campus housing, going towards commercial. Uh, my mentor got me into commercial and, uh, Built a little bit on that side of it. And then, uh, you know, in the last probably 14 years, we've really, really honed our craft in the short-term rental industry and uh, built ourselves into the experience concierge service, uh, which is the, uh, that's the money side of it because we all know that short-term rentals bring in a good chunk of change, but that's all, that's barely even half of what we bring in on the experience side. So that's kind of who I am. 32 years, man. It's a long time. Yeah. So, old, old fart. So before, <laughs> so before we dive into the um, uh, short-term rental side of it, how it applies to our show, 
Um, so people are right now, I mean, you've been through a few cycles, right? You've been through a few, uh, yeah. real estate cycles. Yeah. Um, what do you, what are you seeing right now that can compare to the stuff that you've gone through earlier in, in, in other cycles right now? So up until, uh, about 30 days ago, um, everything was selling within one to four days. And as of yesterday, when I was on MLS, uh, three different regions, I always check. Uh, they're up to 28 days right now on average on market. So oh. once we once we hit that 30 day mark, it'd be, it's it's going to turn the other direction. It's become it's going to become a buyer's market again because mm. once people get to 30 days, they start to they start to worry, they start to fret, and um, if their house is on the market for that long, they're going to go, okay, we need to lower the price because I need to get rid of this now for the best amount of money I can get rid of it for. Mm. And how do they do that? They got to lower the price. Right. So that's where that's where the cycle is going to start to go. Um, I don't know how big the turn back is going to be on this one. Uh, I, I'm guessing anywhere between 18 and 30 percent. But I don't I think that's just going to get it back to origination from 2018. And then things will normal out, I think. But other than that, it's just all speculation. We'll see where it goes and see how it ends up. And, and uh, hopefully the foreclosure market will kick in again and we can have some fun. <laughs> one thing i just i just want to point out because i always see a, a lot of people on online they're like hey you know don't worry you know rates in, in the 80s were were eight percent rates in the 90s were six seven percent rate whatever i was like yeah but those houses were like thirty thousand and fifty thousand back then now they're like the same house is like three hundred thousand plus you're yeah. putting you're putting those same rates or close to those same rates. So that's a big difference. So one year ago today, so if you take a house that was one hundred and fifty thousand dollars one year ago today, uh, was thirteen hundred and ninety eight dollars on a thirty year fixed mortgage. Today, that same mortgage is eighteen hundred and sixty five dollars. Right. Just at a two percent increase. Right. Right. So if we hit that six and seven percent mark yeah it's going to go up a little bit but again it's that's a healthy number yeah okay now now this leads me to the question because you've been in the game 32 years right and when you start to see these market cycles what would you what advice would you give someone going into the short-term rental space looking to buy right now and get the biggest return on their investment is it a good time to buy or what will be your your suggestion to them my suggestion to anybody wanting to get into the short-term rental game is know the game. Mm-hmm. The property is the last thing you need to worry about. It's you mm-hmm. being the best host that you could be and putting the people in the beds that's making you money. So if you don't know the short-term rental game, you're going to be behind the eight ball because with everything that's going on with Airbnb and VRBO and travel starting to slow, you're only going to get 50%, 45%, 40% bookings. And that's barely going to break you even. Mm. So that's the, that's the key to it. So somebody that's just coming in doesn't have the 12,000 names that I have that I can continue to put my people into missing areas. Like, like if you started today and a month later you said, okay, I'm only 30% full. I need to figure out how to fill this. Well, you got to go to social media. You got to go to friends. You got to do whatever it is you got to do to put people in those rooms. Well, I have those people already entrusting in me, know my units, already have that stable relationship with them. I can call them and say, you know what? I need people to fill these three units. I'm just going to give you 50% off and I'm going to fill them as long as you stay for a week. 
Mm. And I can fill my units. Those other people, the new people coming in cannot because mm-hmm. they're just playing the STR game. In other words, they're going Airbnb, VRBO, and whatever booking and, and hopefully or something and, and, and praying that somebody stays in the unit. <laughs> oh, I like that praying. Someone stays in the, unit. the praying method. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all they got. Because like I said, you know, my biggest preach in any of this, the STR is not the game. The area is the game. Sell the area. That will bring the people to your SCR. Once they find out how great of a host that you are and what you offer to them and marketing your area, that's going to change the game. So how does one successfully market their area? So right now, um, if you asked me that question 15 years ago, I said I have to work my ass off to get all the information that I have now. Today, we can go in. I send a crew of six in to set up a unit. So one guy does all the furniture, one guy does all the logistics, and then I have a team of three or four that go out 25-mile radius of my unit, and they find everything there is to do in that city. And then we start partnering with those people. So we say, okay, we own an STR here. We show them numbers from other cities. So that's the other advantage I have, because I already have a proven concept. And I just let them know, hey, look, we want to send people to you. We want to hire you on occasion to come cook for our guests. Uh, if you've got a bike rental place, we want, to, we want to rent your bikes. We want your bikes to be supplied to our units at any given time. Um, if you've got a boat rental service, you know, we want to buy the, the tickets for them, upcharge our service for that, just get them to the boat, and then we'll pay the boat people. We never want the money to go from the people's hands to the services hands. We want the money to go to our hands that we pay the service. So that way we can take our cut early. <laughs> I like that, man. And if you don't um, get your money first, you will probably not get as much as you want it. That's cool. That's a man, you're full of dropping gems right now. Uh, <laughs> so so what so you said that the area. So okay, you send out your people to, to scout out 25 mile radius. You know, that's that's about as far as someone will go on vacation, right? They won't go farther than that little bubble, I would assume. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, so what kind of areas do you look for that'll make good short-term rentals in general? Um, right now, I mean, we're, so the 32 units that we own and then we manage another 88. So right now we are in all 50 States and we are in four countries. So we're in the proud areas. And then now we're just kind of searching out other areas that our guests are asking for. So if we're not in an area that a guest would like to stay, like our Kansas City, we just bought one in Kansas City and we're working on that one. And, and the reason why I did that in Kansas City is because I want to know, we don't, we're not on the big platforms, so we do everything internally. We're 100% direct book. Hmm. So I want to learn how Airbnb and VRBO function in true life. So I hired my team, basically. I said, here's the deal. My company is owned by, my, by me. And 25% of it is owned by my team. So my team, I says, here's a, a VRB, or here's a VRBO and an Airbnb for you guys. You guys are going to run this, own it, everything. But we need to set it up on Airbnb. So that way we can understand the platform so I know what I'm talking about. Because I really don't. I mean, when it comes to Airbnb and VRBO, I really don't know exactly everything that's going on with that system. I just hear all the complaints on Facebook, you know, bitching area and 
and all those Facebook groups. And I try to answer questions, but some of my questions I'm answering are, are incorrect because I'm a hundred percent direct book and they're relying on a platform. So that's another, that's the second reason why I started the platform that I started. You, you, you said something earlier, cause man, this is fascinating. You have what 30, you own 32 manage 88 and you're not on the OTAs. Bravo. Cause I know you've been doing it for 32 years. So you said you have a list of 13,000 clients. So how did you collect that list? And then how do you market to that list? So in the beginning, um, anybody that stayed with us. Um, so I just built it, you know, footstep by footstep. Friends would ask me to stay at these units. And then I'd tell my friends, hey, look, tell your friends about our unit. So that way I can get more names. And then everybody that stayed with us, I would just, we would meet them at the door. Somebody would meet them at the door, walk them through the property, show them everything that went on, which we still do today. Every person that stays in our properties gets introduced to the property by somebody. Whether they've been there six, seven times, it don't matter. We, there may be something that has changed. We still walk them through the process. But at the end of that walkthrough, um, we just tell them, hey, for insurance purposes, I need your first and last name. I need your email address and I need your phone number. And that's how I started gathering the information in the beginning. Then I figured out that these people wanted to do a lot of things around the areas. And that's how I started enhancing our system. So I hired a basically a concierge service person that ran these people. So like if you go to Vegas and you go to the Caesars Palace and, and you're one of the upper echelon people, you don't check into the front door. You check into the side door. They say, hey, Mr. McCarty, how you doing? Uh, let us grab your bags for you. They'll be up in the room when you want. What did you want to do today? You need tickets for the games. You need tickets for the shows. Uh, you need a reservation anywhere. You're getting a massage. We know your wife loves massages and jewelry. Does she need to go shopping? This is the exact system I built. I know every piece of information that these people like to do now. So I've got files on guys that have been staying with me for 25 years that are basically the white pages of New York. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. So they show up and the, you know, so-and-so Mr. Smith likes to go fishing. So you got it all set up for him. Yeah. I know what, I know what fishing lures he likes. I know what fishing rods he likes. I know what fishing poles he likes. I know what boat he has at home so that maybe I can get a like and similar kind. So he has no issues running it. I know, you know, if he's a golfer, I know what golf clubs he hits. I know what shoes he wears. I know what golf balls he hits. I know what courses he does like. I know what his handicap is. So I don't put him on a hard course. I put him on an easy course. So he has a great and fantastic day. So he remembers my system. This is so cool, man. It's like, okay, as, as I don't know what we are, millennials or whatever the hell, we weren't, we weren't brought up learning these kind of things, you know, learning about the the four season, I don't know, whatever you call it, the, the, the high-end hotels that would, that would have concierges to, to learn, you know, to, yeah. to have help with guest experience and relation. We're not used to that. We grew up with the, you know, just regular staying at whatever holiday Inn, motel six. <laughs> and um, so when we, when we're getting coming of age, starting our Airbnbs and stuff like that, we're just like, okay, we're giving people a place to stay and we're not really diving in like you do and that's that's so cool and we do need to learn that man that was separate us from the pack big time you would you would be surprised at the amount so the amount of business that you will get for return business will outweigh the new business because yeah. you'll get a guest that stays with you five times in a year at five different locations when you're off of airbnb you're getting one person staying with one of your units and maybe never even knowing that you have four other units 
I'm happy you you brought that up because I think that's what the OTA stripped from you is you're just a number. So now, hey, you got this unit. Now they have split stays where now you can stay at this place for three days and the rest of the four days go stay somewhere else, which Airbnb seems to be basically stripping your brand from the from your home. And I think you've done a great job of branding your home. Now, with you doing this, what what kind of units do you provide? Do you do houses, uh, apartments? What do you use? Uh, we, we own all of our houses, so we do houses and cabins. Okay, uh, that's our that's our main forte. Um, so when we sold off the other thirty two units that we had, um, they were all houses, and and, and probably eight of them were condos. Um, so I got out of the HOA area because I kind of saw where it was going because all the HOAs are getting so up in an uproar with all this stuff. So I just sold them all off, but the housing part, the cabin part, um, you know, some of my best units are, are the, the, basically you call them three season because they don't have heat and they don't have, you know, they've got a wood burning stove. They don't have an air conditioner uh, and they've got a uh, composting toilet. You know, so those are some of my best, best units. They're not luxury, but the amount of service that we provide for them. So if they stay at this cabin, like my upper, my units in upper Michigan. So those units there are, we have a, we have a snowmobile garage, but we've got six snowmobiles that these people can go up there and go snowmobiling anytime they want. Uh, we've got a neighbor about a mile and a half away that has about 13 horses. So people can go horseback riding that we rent out to them. Um, then we've got the lake, which is four minute walk from the front door. They can go fishing all summer. And then we've got John boats that they can rent and go out on a lake with. And this is, mm-hmm. these, these, these cabins are full all year round, except for maybe two months. And we get, we get $99 a head on those, not a bed, a head for nine wow. months. So, so you don't, you don't use Airbnb or VRBO at all. And you're hundred percent direct book. Now, why don't why don't you just to sprinkle in a little bit uh, Airbnb VR? I, I know a lot of hosts that do mostly. I mean, even up to 90 percent direct booking. You know, they'll be they'll be talking about talking about it online, but they yeah. still utilize for the just so the for the exposure that Airbnb gives them. Because when you get to the point where I've got 10,000, 11,000 names, my referral rate right now is probably a hundred to two hundred names a year. And that's what we're getting out of it. So now we vet our clients before we even let them in. And we want to know who they are, what they are, and what the process are, what they're thinking. So we're going after the 5 to 12 percenters. So in other words, those people are making 250 to a million dollars a year. That's my perfect clientele because the $250,000 people are these 25, 27, 28 years old that don't know what service is, but they've got money to burn. And the people that are making that million dollars a year are the people that are established and know what they want and they appreciate the service that we give. So we're getting the best of both worlds because we're teaching the new guy what service really is and we're giving the old guy exactly what he already wants. Wow. You know your target avatar down to the T. Yeah. I mean, I, I know the expenses. And that's what the key to all this is, is data. I mean, I, I'm kind of a data freak. I like to know exactly what these people want. I mean, I've, I've got probably 10 clients. I know exactly where their plane is at all times. Wow. 
Now you you said you have units in Upper Michigan. Are there any other places that you operate in? Uh, we're in, like I said, we're in all fifty states. With I mean, that's, you got to remember, we we manage another mm-hmm. 80, 85 units. So these are clients that have stayed with us and says, "Hey, we love what you're doing with your units. Can we put our our house in your system?" And that's what we taken on so we've taken on areas that we needed properties in that people like to travel to so basically we've we've basically said yes and we've turned down probably a thousand units and we only take on what we want not what we need so and that's a good question see now you you said you turned down units what what's the reason you would turn down a unit number one the client number two the unit isn't in an area that we need um, because we are, we are a hundred percent management. That means you don't get a say, you don't get a say in anything that we do. Mm. Period. You just get to collect your check and be happy. If you need to take it out of service and go stay at it, that's fine. That's the only time you get to call us and, and give us advice. Mm. Other, other than that, it's all on us. You just, you either get your check or you get a bill. If we had to do some remodeling or fix it up or whatever it is to do, we're a complete management company. Mm. How much, how much do you charge for someone to list with you? Uh, 40% of gross. Wow. <laughs> like, much, the, I'll go ahead, go ahead, Steve. Yeah. Well, how much money can you, can you tell that you, how much percentage profit do you usually? I, you, I make, I make more on, on our, the, the amount that we pay people on the 60%, we make more than most, most management companies even think of bringing in on 15% management fees. Wow. Again, our services bring in 53% of our money. <laughs> wow. So other management companies aren't doing the services. No. They're only doing the management. Yeah. So in other words, they're doing their expenses. They're, they're, they're managing the place. They're, 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 they're billing for the handyman to go out there, adding 15% on top of that. They're billing for anything else that goes on. And by the time it's all said and done, that $4,000 they're collecting for rent is now 2200 so there's not a lot left to go around, but me, that 2,200, and then you add another 2,800 on top of that for our experiences, we're giving that to them. Hmm. So we're making more money than, than everybody else is. It's just that we're doing it in a different way. My logistics is a, is a crazy nightmare, and, and we spend more on logistics than most 10-unit owners do in an entire year on everything. So now I'm going to go to your experiences. So let's say they want to go horseback riding at the, the, the place down the street. How do you get paid off that service? So basically I would call double uh, X ranch and just say, Hey, look, I've got a client that has uh, him, his wife and three kids. Uh, we need five horses and they will take them out on the trails. Uh, basically they just say, okay, Mr. McCarty, it's, it's uh, they want a two hour, four hour, six hour tour. It's this much. I go, okay, great. Uh, I call the client, tell them how much it is. I add my 20% on top of it. And that, there it is. And then basically I take, I, you got to remember all my guests, I have their credit cards. I have their checking accounts on file. I can ACH people. I can charge a credit card, whichever way they want to pay. I can charge them. Hmm. You're just like the hotel room. You can pick up the glass. You're just going to get charged for it. The, the, the wine bottle, you're just going to get charged for it on the way out. Correct. I love that, man. <laughs> if you want it, you can get it from us. If long as it's legal. 
<laughs> See, I was waiting for that. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. Yeah. 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 Hey, if you got places in Nevada, you know, there's things that are legal over there too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> outside of Nevada. <laughs> oh, out. There you go. The city proper. Um, so how many names you said you had a, you had a list of. So right now we're sitting on, we just broke 12,000. So we're a little over 12,000. 12,000 names. All right. And, and if you can't house them, you find a nice place for them and you get a kickback from that too. Correct. If we do a referral, um, we get, uh, we get 25% of the referral. Wow. That's beautiful, man. Wow. Uh, and, and what systems are you using to collect all this data and keep it? Are you using like MailChimp to email people, email them or anything like that? Or how are you so doing? Again, it? we're really old school. So we came up in the notion of Excel. And then when OneNote came along, that kind of saved our life. And then uh, when OneNote came into effect with their automation system. So in other words, OneNote. So all your telemarketers work off of OneNote. Mm-hmm. So they can click on the OneNote category. And it'll show the person's number and it'll work with their phone system to call them. Same thing with us. So when that person calls in, it gets routed. It, it, we know who's calling in. We'll route it to the concierge and the concierge will see the phone number. He'll type in the phone number and it'll bring up all his information in front of him. And he'll say, OK, Mr. Smith, how are you today? Even before, you know, there's a conversation. We already know who's on the other end of the line. Mm. No matter what, we've got every phone number that he has tied to Mr. Smith whether it's kids' phone numbers, his wife's phone number, his phone number, his office phone numbers, his secretary's phone number, everything. Okay, I, I guess here's the thing. So, okay, we're just, like I said, we're, we're youngsters in, in this game, in this game anyways, um, and we're learning how to collect the data part. Okay, we got that down. We're getting to collecting the data, and then we're learning, okay, there's an app called MailChimp where that'll send people emails. Hey, come stay with us uh, for Easter, for Christmas, uh, you know? Yeah. So no, we got those two things kind of down, um i'm assuming that's not how you do it and and what could you teach like our generation how to how to reach out to people or not reach out to people or what what should we do the the biggest thing is don't overcrowd a person nobody likes to be crowded by a salesperson so if you're going to call them and offer them something it needs to work for them not for you Mm -hmm. so in other words in the beginning when i really needed to get people in our system i offered Look, if you tell three friends that stay with me for three days, I will give you a one day free stay. And if they did that nine times, that gave me basically, so each person that's three, three, and three, that's nine days. They got one day. So I got 10 days filled. So they just keep repeating that to build themselves up to a three day stay. They can, the free stay is good anytime I'm not booked in any location nice mm-hmm. now could they use that one day for new year's eve or something like that far well, out it's or... not booked really i don't care if it's if it's not booked if they want to if they want to book it three years in advance and it's not booked yes <laughs> wow that is cool it so you start... it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's that it's, it has to work for them not for you you have to remember mm-hmm. you, you can't black out dates mm-hmm all you're trying to do is fill your empty dates now. So I, I assume you, I know the answer to this question before I even ask, but do you have, you, you don't have automated emails going out to these people? Absolutely not. We never mm. send out automated emails. Every email they get is in the beginning, two days prior to their, to their show. 
Then they get an email two days after respecting them for their show. And then there's always a, uh, a letter on the table personalized to them, thanking them for staying and letting us know, is there anything that we missed that we could have done better for you during this period? If it is, please call your concierge, let him know, we will get it fixed. And if there is a problem, we'll make it right. And then if they do call, we automatically give them a one day free stay in the future if there was an issue. Wow. Beautiful. That's awesome. What, what were you going to say, Mike? I cut you off. I, I forgot now, man, because I'm like, I got to definitely improve my systems. <laughs> so with you not sending automated emails, how do, how do you contact them to come back? And how do you, you know, because I know you're real big on referrals, but how do you get that return guest to come back? Um, basically we just, we'll reach out when we're empty. That's the only time that we'll reach out to people. So like if we've got from now until December, let's say we've got 20 to 30 open weekends, we'll start reaching out now to people who that have stayed in that area prior and say, Hey, look, you know, we've got a weekend here that's open. Would you like to stay that weekend? We'll, we'll cut the discount down to 20%. Because we don't really care what the nightly rate is. All we care about is getting them there so we can sell them the experience because they already know what's going on. Mm. We already know how much they spent last time. So we look and see at everything that they've spent with us in these locations and say, hey, look, last time you were there, we noticed that you, uh, you rented our yacht and we, you, you went out to a basketball game and then you took your kids uh, to Ele- Elevate. Uh, is there anything that we can do for you during that period of time now to get this thing going? We basically book it for them before they said yes. Mm. And you, and like, since you don't list on OTAs, do you use like a property management system? How do you manage all this? Um, yeah. So I, I started using Buildium um, probably 10, 11 years ago. And then it, it didn't grow with us like the way we wanted. So then I had uh, my IT guy basically design an Excel OneNote system for us um, that cost me about 25 grand Ooh. because we had so many names and so much information. And uh, so now we own it and we just have to do some minor updates every now and then so we don't have to pay. Because when you're that big and you've got that many clients and that many units, so 110 units on 90% of your OTA uh, secondary products is going to cost me five grand a month anyway. So like hostfully and, and guestly and all that, it's going to cost me five grand a month. So I'm spending 60 grand a month a year for them versus 25 grand one-time fee and just doing some minor updates on it and paying a, uh, an IT guy 120 grand a year to keep everything up. Mm. Man, you are a business. Yeah. <laughs> you are the business. A hundred percent business. Yeah. No, there's, if, if you're just, if, if you're doing this through your social security number, you are strictly a hobby. I love it. <laughs> that is true. Now, this this is mind blowing. This is mind blowing because, uh, okay, we, we, we talk about a lot of, uh, you know, short-term rental stuff, Airbnb, you know, VRBO, we talk about uh, doing, we're, you know, heavy into direct bookings now. And we're, we're all, you know, cause, cause the way Airbnb has been doing us for a while, We've been wanting to jump ship and 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 start our and you know go heavy into our own brands and go and go heavy into direct bookings, and it's just 
to speak to someone that that does 100 direct bookings is just is, is eye-opening because there's more to it than just okay i got my own website and now i'm gonna send people emails and and hopefully right. you know they'll come straight to me there's, you're there's forming ways. relationships over years with these people exactly and, and exactly so what you want. Yeah. i mean right you want somebody that feels comfortable with you and your system to spend money with you i mean you gotta remember millennials nowadays don't give two shits about nothing they just go spend their money and they don't give a crap if, if they happen to take an instance where they've got the most incredible service they've ever had in their life that's memorable to them because they've never had it mm -hmm. and they say well, let's call that guy and see if he's got any places located in this destination where we're going to go. Let's call him and see if he's got anything in Paris. Let's call him and see if he's got anything in the Caymans or Aruba or something like that. Maybe, maybe he's a, maybe he's a kind of a travel agency and that's kind of what we are now. Right. Now, now I think, you know, one observe is, is from just dealing with um, most, most of our business being from the, the big dogs, you know, Airbnb, VRBO, it's, it's turned a lot of hosts bitter and and not and and this is this is why so so things incidents have come up in the past where guests want to cancel for whatever xyz reason even if it's the cheesiest reason airbnb will give them 100 refund right and so with that and now i know there are legit reasons for people to cancel you know stuff comes up but what it's made us into is like no no it doesn't matter what reason comes at us we're gonna say no 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 and put it on Airbnb because they're going to probably give you a refund anyways. Call them, blah blah blah. And it's turned us into like a lot of a lot of us into bitter hosts where we're, we're not gonna we don't bend we don't bend for nothing for any excuse whatever. Now remember, I assume. I remember you guys were never the end game. You were exactly. only the start. Mm, exactly. You, you are a liability to them. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I know you. Micah loves that. People you don't believe me when I say that. I'm like, you're the biggest liability as the host to Airbnb. <laughs> Go ahead, so Every host out there that doesn't do their job, they're the ones screwing up the next experience for the guests to come back and spend money with Airbnb. They don't give, <clears throat> excuse my friends, two shits about the host. It's a fact. <laughs> they don't. No, they don't. They just, all they care about is the money. Where's the money come from? The guests. So, so that all that being said, and all that the way we've been abused by Airbnb in a way, used and abused, like you said, and and it's turned a lot of us into bitter hosts where we don't bend for any anything. We we we're suspicious of the guests that they're gonna try to screw us over with the help of Airbnb. It's just turn. It's just this weird dynamic, right? Whereas I know I I know you probably you since you have these relationships with you with your guests. Um, they're part of the family, you know, that stays with you. Um, you probably, you probably are more lenient if, and something comes up, one of these guests, Hey, I got to cancel. I know it's a week away. Boom, boom, boom. You probably work. You're more willing to work with them than someone like us who's been burned so many times. Absolutely. First thing we do is get on the phone, and get filled. That's Beautiful. the difference between me and you guys on the Airbnb, because I can call somebody and get that unit filled and just say, Hey, look, I've got a unit that just came up available. We know you tried to book it a month and a half ago and you called us about it because that that's automatically tagged in our system. If anybody called on it prior and say, hey, look, it just came available to you. Um, we'll give you a 20 percent discount right now if you want to book it. 
and plus that's mm-hmm. that's beautiful plus the guests that you helped out because they had to cancel whatever for unforeseen reason repeat guest repeat guest. they love you thank you and they're gonna you guys have to remember i don't bill to the stay is over so they don't oh, have wow. any money they don't have any money out of their pocket anyway no how now how does that work how does that work you come stay Micah, you come stay at one of my units. You book it for the weekend. You show up. You do everything you want. We sell you. It's it's a country club. You just sign for everything. At the end of the signature, I already have your credit card. I already have your checking account. I'm going to send you an email with an itemized list, just like a hotel does. It says, this is what we're charging your card and your checking account. You have, you have 24 hours to respond to defute any charges on that card or anything. And at the end of that 24 hours, we bill it directly. Mm, I like that. That that is next level. I like that. You did it like a country club. Hey, come do whatever the hell you want. You can go swimming. You're gonna be paying for all of it. You can go to Disney World. They're not they're not paying for it until the end. Yeah. It's just like Disney World. You go with that little band. That little band just keep ringing it up. Why? You want that thirty dollar cheeseburger? Ring it up. (laughs) Yeah. Because and I wondered why Disney World did that because I took my son last year and they're like pushing, hey, get this band, get this band. You don't have you just walk out your room and you do whatever you want. And you'll see people just swiping the band on everything. Man, by the time they leave, they're probably leaving with a ten thousand dollar charge. But exactly. Same thing. It's just like when you go to a hotel and all those little the, the you know the peanuts and, and the MMs and the waters are all sitting on that weighted tray and you take one off, you get charged for it when you leave. <laughs> Now, I'm gonna take my Dave Ramsey envelope with me and pay with cash everywhere. <laughs> that is, I love that, man. Want, but you Just don't get... pay for anything with me until you leave. Damn, that's, that's cool. That's, and, and the other thing that, that that you know you hinted on was it's leaving a bad taste in the hosts that are trying to do things right. Mm-hmm. So the hosts that are trying to do things right, it's leaving a bad taste in your mouth. It is because you have no recourse. So what's your recourse? Well, you go start your own or you do your own way or you go out and, and use a platform like we've built. So if I told you, what does a website cost to build nowadays? 25, 3,200 bucks basically to get something that's absolutely functional with all the credit card stuff and all the information and all that. So if I charged you $5 a month or every $5 for every booking that you listed with me, how long would it take to burn that up? A couple of years? Mm-hmm. So that's the site that we've built and it's run by hosts that actually know what they're doing. That's the host that we want on our site. We want the host that gives a crap about the clients. We give you a built-in CRM behind the scenes so you can track the information. You can keep all your information. I'm not holding nothing from you. Mm. My site, I just want you to use it for what it's for. It bills you five bucks every time you get a booking and it bills the guests 10 bucks. And that's it. No other fees, no nothing. And you have to work out all your complaints. You have to vet your own guests. You just have to use it just like a direct booking site. The only difference is, is I'm paying the hosting fees. I'm keeping up with the data. I'm keeping up with the website. And I'm giving you guys the opportunity to use other people on the platform to refer out in case yours is booked. Ooh, I like that. And what's your site called? It's stayinourhome.com. Stayinourhome.com. Yep. Um, we just, we just started on the new renovation of it. So in other words, we are building, we built the first one from WordPress. Um, and we've, we're starting to outgrow that we, we can't keep up with it. 
because now we're adding anywhere between three and five ho new hosts a day. So we're, we're finally nine months old and things are starting to click and people are starting to understand. And um, so hopefully by August, we'll have this new site completely done. Uh, once we get to 500 guests, I'm going to make it a host owned site. So in other words, if you are a host on my site, you are going to have the ability to get five shares of my company for every listing you have for every year you're on it. Hmm. You That's know what cool. I like about your, how you're doing it. You're creating a place for business owners. Correct. And when Airbnb first came around, I used to always say it like on the first few years of our podcast, I said, Airbnb's created a lot of non-business minded business owners because you can just list something, get paid. And it's just, there's no business behind it. You, Hey, you got to go, go out, find people to network with, refer people, build a business on the backside, go network with other businesses so you can create a referral program. That, that is, that's what I love about that. I'm definitely going to be going to stay in our home.com. I love that. Yeah. And that's, a, that's the biggest thing about it. So we're building, I think we've got 13 YouTubes on how to enhance your business uh, that we're just getting ready to release and put on the website for you. So it explains how to use the system and how to actually vet your guests how to understand your guests and how to give the guests the best experience they've ever had so they use you use you and our platform again. That's, mm. that's what it's all about. People need to be taught this system because 80% or 85% of the people out there are just butts in the beds people. They're Airbnb built. They don't understand. They don't understand this service industry. They just think it's just a money grab right now until everything falls out which is fine. That's, that's what the world is all about. Just make as much money as you can until it falls out. And then maybe either they'll sell the property or get rid of their arbitrage. <laughs> that's what, that's who cares. All they're doing, all they're doing is enhancing me because I'm already in it, been doing it, know how to do it. I just want to teach you how to do it. So if right. you want what I got, come see me. We'll help you get there. That's, that's, that's great, man. That's, and that's what that reminds me. And I talk to people like at work, stuff like that, that they kind of know me as the, the Airbnb guy. Right. And, and just, you know, from what people are talking and, and they'll come up to me, oh, I want to do it, but you know, I want to buy a house to do it, but the market, I'm wait till everything crashes and then I might get into it. I'm like, when you do finally get into it, you're going to go up against people like us that know what we're doing. Right. We're going to go yeah. up with uh, people that are getting in the reps for years and you think you're going to just make money against us? <laughs> I mean, it's right. it's just the mentality. They're going to wait for something to happen to start, right? Instead of getting in yeah. the reps as soon as they can. Get off your ass and do it. The best time to buy a property is now. Thanks. You only lose money when you buy it. So it's on you to buy the property right, but it's always the right time to buy it. Just don't buy it wrong. Mm. Love nice, it. man. You only well, lose money when you buy it. Man, this is Thank great. This is great. This is great. We're glad. We're glad you hopped on. We see you on Clubhouse all the time. You hop on our Clubhouse all the time, which oh yeah, and, and dropping knowledge, man. We hadn't even got to the insurance part of it and stuff like that. But that'll be a uh, episode number two when you come yeah. back again. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Come out to and, Clubhouse on Wednesday. I'm gonna break down arbitrage versus ownership. I'm gonna break it down number to number and show. Oh, you do that! I want to be in there. I'll, I'll be there. Why arbitrage is not as great as you think it is. Mm. it is good but owning is always better I, you might 
unless you want to ask him an insurance related question of stuff going down if you wanted to ask him one real quick mike <laughs> oh um, but insurance like from what uh, your situation that happens oh yeah yeah so actually this may be good for the people in the podcast so basically i have a homeowner's insurance policy with uh usaa and then my business is covered by uh proper which is my business and my lease my primary residence to my business my business runs everything from there so i, I had an insurance claim where I filed the insurance claim with USAA, who's the homeowner's insurance. And then Popper comes in. They're like, hey, we're going to cover the loss of income because his unit's clearly going to be down. He can't host anyone. USAA then comes back and's like, well, hold on. Since you have a second insurance policy, we're going to be the second people on the insurance. We're going to be the backup. So I uh, then uh, I ran that by Doug, and Doug gave me some really good advice. I don't know if Doug can probably go into the advice that he gave me. Just for a little just for legal aspects of it, I can't go into what we okay. went into. Okay. Uh, I told you that offsite. Yeah, that'll be offsite then. I don't have I any. Uh, I, can't, yeah, I can't go into some of that stuff because I can. Because of what I do, I, I mean, I, oh, am, okay. I am I am an adjuster. I own an Ooh. adjusting firm, so I work for you and I work for the insurance company. So. The oh, I didn't that, know you were still adjuster. Okay, uh, the definitely. Advice that I give is just personal information that i that i give out to, to help you get through the situation and who to call uh with within usaa or within proper okay we'll cut this whole part of the podcast no that's good people can reach out to doug directly and ask him questions you know i'm sure absolutely i'd be more than happy to on uh, you know behind the scenes i just don't like to do it on live air recordings there gotcha. you go there you go so we'll leave this part in Reach out to Doug for all your insurance-related questions. Absolutely. So, hey, let me ask you guys a question to finish this off. So, you guys have been doing this for about two and a half, three years. Uh, what's your biggest trial? Uh, of uh, short-term rentals or yeah. podcast? What's your, what, either one. I mean, the podcast is, is helping you get people to understand the STR business while growing yourself as an str i understand that that's what the podcast is teaching you guys it's, it's getting you into areas that you weren't in by renting so it's mm. people are telling you all the all the tricks and and tips to all this stuff making you a better host what's the biggest trial that you have implementing that information into your own system man i know mine my biggest trial has literally been just focusing on getting off the OTAs and right now I've been doing it. Um, I moved over to a different PMS. I moved over to Boosley. Um, that's been my biggest trial is getting off the P if getting off the, uh, Airbnbs and the VRBOs. It's just, they have too much power and control over your, your listing and you, you own the property, you know, it's like, you shouldn't have this much control. Um, that's been my biggest trial. That was my biggest trial is getting off the OTAs. Okay. I, I guess mine, you know, I, I would say is turning this, um, as you stated earlier, going from hobby to like a full, like a real business, you know, and because as, as it grew, you know, we'd hit certain plateaus where we get stuck at, you know, we get at, at five properties and get stuck there before we try to fill out our systems, been able to take on more properties and, you know, get to 10. And then we get stuck at 20 for a while. And it's just, 
each phase of growth, it, it, it brings on a, a shitload of more challenges and, and more problems. And, and then we get stuck in this mess for a while until we figure it out, until we can grow to the next level. So trying to turn this tame the beast and turn it into a real biz automated business that's that's working without us or, or you know or we can work on instead of inside that's the biggest challenge that we've faced focus on the numbers not on the units focus on the numbers not on the people right now that'll tell you where your problems are numbers yeah hmm. how much money your unit's making or why it isn't making enough money if you focus on those items it'll tell you where you're missing out or not doing as much because the money tells you exactly what's not going on. So in other mm -hmm. words, if you don't have, uh, if you don't have Eric Inc at the top as your main source of income and then every unit underneath it is an LLC and all those units aren't funneling 50% of the profits to Eric Inc, you don't know where any of the money is. You need, to run, you need to run one business, and everything else is its own separate business underneath. And those separate businesses feed the big business. And the big business pays your salary and pays anything else that you want to go buy. Mm -hmm. And plus, number two, if you're not doing it that way, you're paying an extra 18% in taxes more than I am. Tax. Back. Okay. If we could dig in a little deeper, how are you saving 18% in taxes? Well, number one, I've got unit, I've got Doug McCarty Inc., which is paying my taxes, my W-2, all that. So I get it right off employee benefits, number one. So that saves me 6% right there. LLC number one is being, all the bills are being paid through Doug Inc. And then it's being paid back out up to that company. Mm -hmm. So now I get it right off both expenses on both companies. Wow. So that's another 13%. Because it's nice. six and seven. Okay. I'll have to rewind that a few times. <laughs> to get to my call, don't rewind call. to get a CPA. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you guys don't have a CPA, you're on. Yeah. Got to have a CPA. My CPA is. 100%. And you need to yeah. tell them to structure it that way. Because you have to have an ink. You have to have an incorporation, whether it's an S corp or a C corp. Mm -hmm. whatever, the, whatever the top company is, you have to have that. That's your, that's your umbrella. That runs everything else. Yeah, well, my, when my CPA told me about the S-Corp tax savings, I was mind-blown, and he implemented that. I was like, damn. <laughs> you're, you're wanting to get out of your W-2 so you can pay yourself the W-2. Mm -hmm. That's what you want. And then you take the minimal amount that you want, which, in other words, the poverty level is $32,950. That's my salary. That's what I make. I get every tax benefit I could possibly get from that. My company owns everything else I own. Only reason why I have a W-2 is so I can buy a car. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and and property too, right? No, the properties are all bought by the company. Oh, shit. That's amazing, man. Business credit, man. There you go. <laughs> Business credit will buy you anything you want in three months. That's what I tell people. <laughs> That's really the biggest piece, best piece about arbitrage and no one talks about it. They're so yeah. focused on getting but more arbitrage. I'm you're like, losing, you're losing more business credit by not owning the company because I can teach you how to triple your income just by owning Facts. in the same three months. That's a fact. Hmm. We have to do another episode. I oh, noticed, sure. I, I noticed the number keep coming up on this episode that the number 32, 
you've been doing this for 32 years. You have you own 32 properties and, and you make <laughs> and you make 32,000 a year, man. That's just a, that's your yeah, number. Well, it, that, that, yeah, I guess I never even thought of that. That's, <laughs> that's amazing that you put that correlation together. That's, <laughs> that's why that's why I write down notes, um, man. Awesome. Thanks for hopping on. We could be on here for hours, but uh, yeah, we appreciate you hopping on. We'll do a round two for sure. And we have so many more questions. Um, and so in any closing notes for our, for our listeners, I know you're heavy and this is a mm-hmm. hospitality business. This isn't just a, you know, Airbnb. The, big, the biggest thing is just, just let it go. That's the only thing advice I can give you in life. When you're, when you're dealing with a bad guest, just let it go. Move on to the next one. Find the right guest. It's just like doing sales. You find you get to 20 no's to get to the one yes. Same thing with the good guess. You go through a few bad ones, then you get a bunch of great ones, work the great ones, let go of the bad ones. Just let it go. Who cares? It's property. You don't get emotional over property. Property is for one thing, making you money. That is it. Boom. (laughs) And Doug, real quick, can you tell people where they can find you? Uh, Yeah, uh, you can get me on... uh, stayinourhome.com you can get me at stay in our home instagram stay in our home uh stay in our home facebook uh stay in our home tiktok uh clubhouse doug mccarty i have a short-term rental room every wednesday at one o'clock uh anything else i mean doug mccarty uh dot calendy you can get me on there schedule a meeting i'm totally approachable uh, I'm getting into the uh, coaching and teaching aspect of it. Uh, we're starting to do one-on-ones. I've got nine mentees and uh, four pro bono mentees that we're doing. So we're just we're just trying to. I'm just trying to get out there and teach people how to do the right thing. Good stuff. Yeah, thank you for doing this because this is good stuff. I'm definitely maybe joining that mentorship because uh, yeah, the direct bookings. I'm trying to join as much direct booking mentorships as possible. So well, yeah, because when this thing falls, you're going to have to learn how to pivot. Got to. Man. Is there anything else you had, Steve? Uh, thanks for hopping on, man. We'll see you Wednesday on our clubhouse. Awesome. Sounds great. All right. All right. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Man, that was a good episode, man. I love the fact that he ain't on none of the OTAs, man. I'm trying to, that's what I'm working my ass off to get to, man. I've been, I was actually doing my boostly stuff, getting everything uploaded. So yeah, that, that was a good episode. Really good episode. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's really mind opening that he, he's, he's all about hospitality and that's what this business should be about. Uh, Airbnb soured a lot of us hosts and we're, you know, we're putting, we're just, you know, on edge all the time that people are going to try to screw us over with the help of Airbnb. And so when we, when we do adjust to doing our own, you know, our own uh, websites and doing our own direct bookings, we need to, we need to change how we're looking at this. It is hospitality first. We do need to form these great relationships with guests. So there'll be repeat guests. And, and that's what he's all about, man. He knows them inside and out. He knows what they love. He's ready. It's ready. You know, once they walk in the door, they're ready to go. They don't have to open up, a, you know, I was going to say yellow pages. That ages me and look for who could take me fishing, this and that. Now, Doug's got you covered. He's got he's got your your fishing guy ready to take you out fishing. He's got the horseback riding set up. He's got everything set up. It's, it's a hospitality, man concierge you got concierge that's the old school term too we don't even mess with but um we got to learn these things if we're going to be a brand that people want to keep using over and over and plan their year around seeing us that's a fact man got to get out there that's what i think you hit it on the head man i think the ota strips that from you 
even shit. I mean, if you book through Airbnb, they're having problems with you asking for payouts. So, I mean, hell, if you want to offer extra services, you know, you gotta, you definitely gotta have your own shit, man. I'm, I'm loving what he was saying, man. What do you say? Airbnb doesn't give two shits about you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I love that. So man, it, it's the truth too, man. Like at this point in our business and I, I can't go too far into details, but we, we talked in our group, like, you know, I talked to someone, um, at a, at a company who knew some, you know, who knows behind the scenes things of Airbnb and, they said, you know, they think Airbnb might be becoming a property management company and might start offering concierge services. So it's just certain things you got to be on the lookout for. And I, I got to make that poll. I'm, I'm asking people, would you let Airbnb manage your property for 25%? I think, I don't know if it's going to be yeses or nos, but we're going to find out. But so yeah, just build your own brand. We're in a time where you got to build your own brand. That's it, man. Thanks for coming on. Live that thrive at gmail.com, live that thrive.com, all that fun stuff. Find us, hit us up, come on our show. Yes, sir. Yeah, follow us on IG and uh Wednesday, every Wednesday, 7 30 p.m. We have our clubhouse room. And remember, because we had so many people late signing up for our last masterclass, be sure to join the email list so you can get that early access. A lot of people are coming in late the day of. So yeah, be sure to get that early access. And uh we are out. Peace later thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of live let thrive be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of airbnb and all that entails bye-bye